Why don't I get to see Trillia? I don't know. Let's see. I don't know how to make it happen. <laughs> Trillia's, sp- Trillia's spiritual gift is not technology. We've uh, no, <laughs> Nor is mine. mine. There's like five people in this room next to me trying to make sure I don't mess this up. Come on, I've got my phone too. Oh, now here's Matt Chandler. Hold on, let me get this up. See, I'm having trouble even pulling my own photos up. Did you just selfie it? Don't don't ask me in that tone. That's amazing. Listen, I'm just saying, there's there's a kind of brother that takes selfies, and then there's a kind of brother that does not take selfies. And I wasn't sure which one you were, Isaac, and you answered it for me. Hey, so thank you. Hey, when you're this Listen, city. we just I got to know you better, baby. That's all that happened. <laughs> I'm just gonna... we just grew in our knowledge of one another. Welcome to United We Pray, a podcast calling for prayer about racial divisions in local churches. I'm the host, Isaac Adams. I'm here with co-host Trillia Newbell. Hey, Trill. Hey, hey. How are you, sis? I'm doing well. And Trill, we have a friend on the podcast today. uh, We do. One who we were just laughing uh, and cackling with, uh, Pastor Matt Chandler. Yes, Matt. Hey. Hey, Matt. It's good to be here with you guys, man. It's a great end to my Tuesday to spend it with you. Wonderful. Thank you. We're glad to, we're glad to have you, brother. Um, and while usually uh, we start with uh, jokes and laughs and uh, even thinking about different announcements, so we're having season two. Matt, uh, this might be news to you, but Trill just agreed to do season two of United We Pray, so another season's coming. So there that is. All right. There yeah. we go. There it, it is. Exciting. Um, <laughs> but while we uh, usually start with... Uh, Joy and laughter, we know that the reality of being Christians is that we are sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Uh, yeah, and this is, this is a more sorrowful occasion of prayer. We were originally, Matt, going to talk to you about um, another topic, white supremacy and other uh, racial matters. But given what has happened at First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs, uh, Matt, and just given your work, brother, uh, given that you're a pastor in Texas, uh, we just thought it would be appropriate to talk to talk about some things surrounding that, and certainly to pray on behalf of those dear brothers and sisters. So thank you for joining us for that time. Uh, I'm going to just read some verses and then just res- just list some facts of what happened, in, in case folks don't know, uh, and then we'll get into a conversation. Um, and the first is, I just want to meditate for a second on uh, our unity. I mean, it's, the podcast is called United We Pray, uh, and the reality is that John 15 makes very clear that we are all a part of the same vine. Right? John 17, Jesus is praying that we are one. So Ray uh, was tweeting about this, and Matt, we had Ray on another episode, Ray Ortland, uh, and uh, he said Jesus uh, did not just die to make us equal, he died to make us one. Yeah, Amen beautiful reality. Uh, We share the same spirit. Uh, I saw Jamar Tisby uh, of The Witness talking about this, that the same spirit is in all of us. So 1 Corinthians 12 makes this really clear. Uh, When one part of the body suffers, all suffer. Uh, So in in some senses, this isn't 
unrelated to what we're doing here, talking about racial divisions and things like that. Uh, these are our brothers and sisters. I don't even know necessarily yeah. the complete racial demographic of that church. And in some senses, I don't need to know because I know that they're bought by the blood of Christ. Uh, so it's not because they're Southern Baptists. It's not because, oh, this is an all white church, an all black church, uh, whatever it might be, a Hispanic congregation. Uh, these are our brothers and sisters at the end of the day. So uh, just some facts about First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. It's a small church. Uh, I saw that 50 was the average attendance about. Uh, but that means um, when that massacre occurred, that about 4% of the population of that town died Yeah, that day. Mm. Making it the deadliest shooting in Texas history uh, and some other things. Pastor Frank Pomeroy uh, was out of town when the shooting occurred, but his daughter, 14-year-old Annabelle, was killed at the church. Uh, eight members of one family, including a pregnant woman and a 17-month-old girl, were among the dead. Uh, the dead ranged in age from this infant in the womb to 17 months to 77 years old. Hmm. So those are some facts. And I, as, I, as I read those, you know, I, I, I go back to this fact that 40% of the Psalter, 40% of the Psalms are lament. Yeah. Uh, and I was just thinking about some of the other lamentations in the Bible, thinking about Nehemiah, of course, a different context. But he, he said, as soon as I heard these words, I sat down, wept, and mourned, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Uh, mm. And that's what we've come here to do. But before that, uh, Trill, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, kick us off with a question uh, for Matt. Yeah, as I've been watching and and reading and, and listening to all this that has come out of Texas, I have um, lamented and mourned and wept. And I, I wonder, Matt, as a pastor in Texas, and also as a father, what goes through your mind? Because this isn't something that is set apart from you. You're, you're there, in, at least in Texas, and you are a pastor. And, and to think of the pastor who lost his daughter yeah. while he was out of town, I just, I, what, what is it that you have? How have you been thinking through this um, as a man of God and as a pastor and a father? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you're you're right to kind of layer it and nuance it like that, where I, I think in in one sense, just as, as these are uh, members of the household of faith, these are my brothers and sisters in Christ, and uh, I want to I want to be slow to move on or to distract myself. Um, right. I, I want to. Uh, I want to spend some time entering into the sorrow, so I can mourn with those who mourn. Uh, and so we we had elder led prayer uh, Sunday night uh, in the Lord's providence, which is a time our whole body gathers together for prayer. And uh, normally we start that like up and big and celebratory, and instead we we entered in a little bit differently um, uh, uh, with a with a great deal of sobriety uh, as we just considered the loss of that day of God's grace on us. Um, and then we just prayed for comfort um, mm-hmm. for for those who had lost loved ones or those who were uh, currently in the hospital. We prayed for peace um, in in regards to kind of the ripple effect of evil and 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 darkness that this is going to cause in the hearts and lives of survivors um, who who are just going to be haunted by this the rest of their lives. And and that fear affects how they're going to live their lives and how they're going to interact with others and. And the what they're going to deal with every time they hear a loud noise in a restaurant, every time they hear a loud noise in a movie theater, every time they, and and so there was something taken 
right. from from my brothers and sisters. Uh, and 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 I want to like even be able to articulate that right there is about me slowing down my heart and mind for a little bit and entering into that loss rather than turning on the Cowboys Kansas City game and, and checking out from that loss. Hmm. Um, and and so I wanted to as a man of God as a pastor I, I wanted to just stop for a second and just it, it it does little for them but it does everything for me to remind my soul. That, that this is not my home, that the world is broken. And here I am in the suburbs of Dallas where we had a jam-packed worship service that was full of life and energy, and, and the altars were full this weekend by the grace of God, and we prayed over a lot of people, and we prayed um, uh, for a lot of things that God answered in a really beautiful way, and then right down the road from us, three, four hours from us, there was this very different thing that occurred. Mm. Um, and And I don't... I don't want to presume upon the Lord. So I want to enter into that space of the losses of my brothers and sisters and the the fact that the survivors of this, they're going to have some legitimate issues. I don't want to over-romanticize what it means Mm. to be a Christian. Mm. Um, Mm. Just because these brothers and sisters are Christians, do not remove them from the anxiety, the fear, um, and the trauma of what they just experienced and what their kids experienced and, and that there are... Husbands without wives and children without parents and parents without children and and a kind of gut-wrenching brokenness occurring just a few hours from me that I don't right. want to numb myself to. I want to enter into for my own good um, because it, it's that lament, mourning with those who mourn, that, that's there for me as well as it is for them. Um, so, so I'm going to enter in with great empathy with them, but also my own soul needs to be reminded that the days are evil. Uh, and and that mm-hmm. man, one of the reasons God has called me into vocational ministry is to combat evil with light, combat darkness with light, um, to point to the reality of, uh, of the cross of Jesus Christ, the reality of suffering in a broken world, the reality of evil in a broken world, uh, and then to lead as best I can the people of the church I pastor into that lament for the good of their own souls, and and to to reflect the heartbeat of God. For his people, uh, as a father, as a father, um, you know, I just have to guard my own heart to not operate in fear and to trust right. the Lord with my children and to trust the the Lord with eternity and and not just with the 14, 18, 20, 30, however many years that he has for my children. And so uh, I, but at the same time, I don't want to necessarily shelter my kids from these things. And, right. and that, but that also becomes a, uh, I have been blessed that my my children are not like to to let them into this would not create a type of crushing anxiety and fear mm-hmm. uh and and if that were the case then i probably would not allow sure. them to kind of to enter into some of the things that that we talked about on sunday afternoon and talked through and i mean they're they're 14, 12, and 8, so it doesn't take much for them to pick up what's going on mm-hmm. uh, around them. And, and so, man, we just had a, a real good conversation about evil and about um, how the Lord works um, around that and in that and through that for its destruction and for his good and um, you know, trying to distill one of those more difficult theological concepts to an eight-year-old was probably far more challenging this sure. Sunday afternoon than, than mm. the sermon that morning was. But, uh, 
but I, I want them to feel free to ask questions and have doubts and and wrestle that to the ground. And so as a father, I'm trying to help them understand the darkness in the world where they, I mean, like Vegas is something they, I mean, we all had a front row seat to and our children right. are mm. growing up with a kind of normal, violent cycle mm. that, that I, I certainly uh, was not privy to growing up where these things happened. They they were they appeared at least in my uh, lower lower class you know working blue collar class home to to be a long way away from us right um, and and maybe they were happening as often or maybe they weren't I, I really don't know but but they certainly didn't push themselves into uh, every moment of our days like these these violent acts lately have have led so I I need to make sure I'm I'm cultivating my children's heart both in resiliency. Uh, as well as kind of um, understanding uh, the God of the Bible and how God works in the mess. How do you respond, Matt? You're talking about entering into uh, this conversation with everything going on. Uh, One thing that's entering in, one thing that's even potentially distracting, as you're talking about distractions, is the kind of politicizing of these issues. Yeah, sure. So then how do you respond to the criticism that thoughts and prayers aren't enough. So Trillia and I have spent a lot of our time recording uh, prayers. You know, are we wasting our time? Oh, gosh, no. No, you're not. But you you mentioned earlier Nehemiah. And so, man, just brother, as I consider my own life in these areas, really not just around this area, but all areas, man, I want to take the approach of Nehemiah who, you know, prayed and fasted and sought the face of the Lord. And then when the king said, what do you need? Like, like Nehemiah knew exactly what he needed. Right. And and so it was this really kind of active prayer where he, in the middle of, of, of praying and lamenting the loss that occurred in Jerusalem and and wanting his people to be reestablished in the way of the Lord and 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 in that, you know, sackcloth and ashes and desire, he, he also was scheming. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was, he, he was scheming about how to rebuild those walls and, mm. and right. how to, if the Lord would let him... Um, push back the darkness of his day. I know. Uh, and so I understand what people mean when they say prayer is not enough. Mm-hmm. And and in some sense, I agree with them. In some sense, I don't agree with them. Uh, so I agree with them in that the the gospel calls us to action. So I agree there. Where, where I think I disagree is that they think that um, that the purposes of man ultimately will accomplish the desires of man. And and we've got nothing but thousands of years of history to show that we just create messes. We don't tend to clean them up. Mm. Um, and so activity not bathed in prayer, uh, activity not rooted in the Word of God and laid before the Lord and then empowered by the Lord, don't create the kind of solutions that ultimately lead to human flourishing. Mm. Um, and again, I'm, I'm just going to keep – like even the Greeks uh, had Prometheus. They had this way of explaining – when men try to fix something, it breaks. So, right, Prometheus gives man fire, which was representative of technology, and Zeus got enraged at that. And then what? Chained him to a rock where a bird of prey or a vulture or something ate out his liver every day. And it was this, it was the Greeks' way of trying to understand, <laughs> well, we try to fix things ourselves. Oh, that's too graphic. I'm just saying, hey, it's the Greeks, brother. It's not me. And the Greeks had this way of saying, the more we try to fix things, the more we fix one problem and create three others. Mm. It's and, true. And mm. that's human history. Mm. So someone who would take um, the position that we don't need to pray, we need to work, 
uh, I think honestly solves one problem and sets up two more. Whereas what you see in Nehemiah is even though he would have opposition coming, uh, even though, uh, man, there are going to be some backslidden brothers by the time we get to the end of the book, right. you, you, you've got a man who's serious about prayer and serious about action. Mm. And, and I just think that's a template for how to tackle not just this issue, but any and all issues Amen. where Amen, we want to be people just marked by prayer and fasting, sackcloth and ashes, rejoicing and lamenting, who, who then, by the grace of God and by the direction of God, set out to to build up the broken walls. Amen. Mm. Amen. I agree. And, you know, it's interesting because um, one of the first things that I noticed when I... But we see this all the time on social media, but it was a quick reaction and, and a quick divide. And this... Um, podcast is called United, question mark, yeah. we, we pray. And so how can we, especially, as, and um, specifically as a church, be united when we see these things? And spe- even right now, but when we see tragedy, because there will be another. And we said that even on episodes past, Trill, that, you know, there will be another shooting. There will be. And so how can we quickly or or respond in a, in a, a way that's unified rather than so divisive. Um, what do you think, Matt? Well, I think the, the platforms available to us to do that aren't helpful. Um, and so it, what becomes, it becomes easier if it's contextualized and it becomes extremely difficult if it's like, like you're just not going to be able to nuance it on Twitter in such a way where we can build towards unity um, because you like you, you can see it where people are like, well, you know, prayers for those at First Baptist. Oh, that's all you want to do is pray. Exactly. Now that person didn't say that's all they wanted to do. They were just saying, hey, in this moment, let's pray. So, so there's this, there's this kind of platform in which people want to express themselves, but it's an unhelpful platform. And and so the unhelpful platform has actually, and everyone's experienced this, has led to far more disunity than unity. Uh, and that's without even throwing the trolls in there, right? The people that are purposefully trying to create disunity, trying to stir up conflict, right? Um, so so I, I think the way I, I want to approach this is I want to call the village church to prayer. I want to call Acts 29 churches to pray uh, and and act accordingly. Um, and, and like I... I don't know how we do this other than maybe a podcast like this or places where we've got an opportunity to kind of flesh out some ideas a little bit more than 140 or 200. I don't know what it is now. I'm, I try to visit Twitter once every other day or so and not for long, right? It's like um, it's like a, it's like a drink that's got too much sugar in it, right? It'll just it, – a sip might be all right, but too much is going to make me sick. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just think it's a bad platform to try to build unity. It doesn't – I have not seen it work. So mm. I agree. Yeah. So Matt, talk, but before we turn, I mean, we we've said on the podcast we we appreciate these horizontal conversations and they're useful, but we want to go go vertical soon and said we want to pray. That's all I'm saying. But one one last question for you, brother, as you as you're just talking about social media and then even your kids' reality of just the availability of just seeing you can I can in a sense be in Las Vegas in a second if I just open my computer yeah. turn on my TV I can be in Charleston South Carolina in a second and see this massacre at the at the AME church there and it, I mean that one's a racially charged one yeah. goodness but brother how do you just guard against distraction but really is 
insensitivity de- and becoming desensitized to these things. I mean, the days are, in some sense, they seem so dark that it's just like, yeah. yeah those, and even we were saying, like, there will be another. Like, how yeah. do you, how do you, how do you stay vigilant against that? Because I'll confess, I was even, frankly, convicted of my own kind of scrollness through through the horror, right? Um, and my wife was over there being like, did you see what happened? And I'm like, I did. Yeah. A brother, help yeah. me. Help me. Yeah. Well, you know, I think everybody's going to be a little bit different on this. I, I do not, I do not spend much time um, really scanning news every day. Uh, and so I've got some podcasts I listen to that kind of dial me into some things like the world and everything in it. And I'll listen to the briefing and some things like that. But, um, but, but I'm just not going to fill my head with, with all of that. And then what can happen then is like on Sunday afternoon or when Vegas happened or when that, – that's like a huge deal that all of a sudden I have not spent my days looking at every broken thing in the world so that I can't feel anything, right. but, but that right. I can then enter in. And then the other thing is, is when something does happen, I do want to pause and enter in. So I want to slow my day down as best I can when something like Sunday happened. Um, so, so rather than, um, l- like I said, rather than turning on the Cowboys game, I- instead, I-, I wanted to just kind of create some space to think about what's actually going on in this moment, where there's people, that these are their grandparents, these are their aunts and uncles, these are their brothers and sisters, and they're seeing this on the news, and they're trying to get a hold of them, and they're trying to, and I'm trying to just put myself in that space um, in, a, in a way that I can feel the loss and the terror and the fear um, so that I can, in, in a real, in, in a better way, pray and lament with them. Amen. Why don't we go ahead and do that now? So how this will go is, uh, Trill, why don't you open us, sister? Matt, you'll go, and then I'll pray, and we'll pray together uh, for these things and in light of some of the things we've talked about. So why don't we pray? Sounds great. Well, God, I just thank you that you are our Father, that you are our God and our Father, and that we can come before your throne of grace to receive mercy and help in our time of need. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you're interceding for your own right now. And Lord, I thank you that you are near to the brokenhearted. Right now, there are um, many broken hearted. God, I pray that they would sense your nearness, God. Lord, that they would sense your care, your love, your father, your fatherhood. Lord, that they would know you as their father. God, I am uh, without words, and I think that um, I thank you for your spirit that when we are without words, when something is so tragic, that right now you're praying for us. Because, God, I, I don't have the right words in this situation, Lord, but I know that you know all their needs, God. You know all their sorrows. You know all that Matt was um, talking about, the prediction, the possibilities of their struggles. God, you already know. Yeah. And, Lord, mm-hmm. I pray that you would meet them, that you'd go before them, that you would place people in their midst who can care for them, who could serve them and love them, who will weep with them, um, God, who will cry with them, uh, Lord, who will say things that would encourage their souls, Lord. God, um, comfort them with your spirit. Lord, um, 
be near. That is all I can think, Lord. And I'm so thankful that we have a uh, eternity that lasts forever, God. This right now is short, mm. God, mm. and I, I thank you for that, Amen. that yeah. we have Amen. forever to look forward to. And all tears, every tear will be wiped away, Lord, and you are um, you're making things new. Every sorrow will be gone, Lord. And so we, we live now, but we look towards that, yeah. Lord, yeah. and I thank you for that. Father, we just lament the brokenness of this world. Uh, We know you hate it, and we just agree with you in your hatred of evil and sin and death and destruction, and uh, we know that you, this is not your design for it, and uh, God, we thank you that that you, as you have promised, um, have made a way for the healing of the nations, and so we're in this space between, and we, even as we read in Romans 8, we're groaning uh, along with creation, just desiring um, Father, that you would enter this mess and that you would heal our land. And uh, we just confess, not not just in, in this one conversation, but it seems like everywhere we turn right now, there's strife and brokenness and anger and violence. Yes. Uh, and we ask, God, will you... Will you heal our land? Will you um, revive your church? Will you spark in her a zeal for the name of Jesus, for justice, for peace, um, for for mercy, um, to permeate and work its way through uh, the fissures and fractures and broken places? And um, God, we ask you to do these things because we really are powerless yes. uh, to accomplish these things without you. And so, Father, where there's... Um, where there's um, grandiose ideas of what man can accomplish, God, I just pray that you would continue to humble us before you. Uh, our confession that three of us here, um, three of your own sons and, and daughter, God, that we, we just confess we need you. We need you to work and we need you to will and we need you to, to make the way. And so we just ask, um, God, would you revive your people? Will you bring life to your church um, Father, where she is malnourished and where she is immature and she is uh, worshiping in the high places and at uh, the, the altars of, of gods that are no gods at all, uh, we just ask that you'd bring about repentance and through that repentance that you'd bring about healing. And specifically for these families uh, that experience loss and, and experience uh, heartbreak, I do ask that you would bring them the peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. God, we don't, we don't ask that in just some sort of ethereal blanket way, but we just know that right now while we're praying, you not only hear us, but you are near to the brokenhearted. Amen. Uh, and so we know that you are there right now, not a part of you there and a part of you here, but all of you here, all of you there. And so we worship you uh, as this omnipotent, omnipresent God. Uh, and so just ask, bring peace where where there shouldn't be any peace, and yet you, the, the one that can bring that peace, is there. And so we ask, right. lavish it generously yes, upon Lord. these men and women. Now, I pray for this pastor in particular who's going to have to lead this broken community, who's got to do that while lamenting the loss of his own daughter. Uh, just ask for supernatural Holy Spirit power for this yes. brother. Yes. Uh, just ask that you would visit him in all sorts of supernatural ways, both as you strengthen his heart. But I just pray that he might have um, dreams and 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 that you might uh, encourage his heart through dreams, that, that you might have uh, those that come alongside of him, encourage him in ways that just build him up beyond, God, um, anything that could be called um, natural. Uh, we just rejoice in your supernatural power and ask you to do what, man, I, Isaac Trillian and I were just so powerless in this moment other than just to ask you to work. And I thank you that 
that that's going to be enough right now, just for us to lay bare our hearts before you and ask you to do the things that you've promised to do, uh, to comfort your people, to bring peace to chaos, to bring life um, to death and light to darkness. And so we ask you, according to your own word, according to your own promises that you administer to these men and women. Amen. Father, as my brother, as my sister have prayed, Lord, we are weak. We know, we, know, we know that, we feel that, Lord, we are weak. Just like the Greeks, trying to, trying to come up with solutions and creating mess as we do. Father, our hope is that despite the weakness of our words, despite our weak words, that you have strong ears. Yeah. That you hear us because of Christ. Despite our weakness, we have a strong Savior. Yeah. Lord, that, uh, our hope is not only that you are over our situation, Lord. Our hope is that you are in our situations. That's right. You're, you're not just over them, but you're in them. And we thank you for that. We thank you that your, your throne isn't far removed. And yet you're high and lifted up, Lord. And this is the God we pray to. Lord, we pray to the God who can take evil and use it for good. We think of Joseph. What his brothers meant for evil, you meant it for good. And Lord, we don't have the vision. Our eyes aren't strong enough to see how you bring about good in such darkness. But we believe. And we ask that, we ask that the people of Sutherland Springs would believe, Lord, that... Though, though we can't imagine how, how they would, you, you take what we can't imagine and you, you bring it about. And we praise you for that. Yeah. Father, we, we know that no one is more upset about this than you are. It's, it's, so we just pray for Sutherland Springs community. Lord, we, we pray for the shooter's family. Lord, Lord the shooter, my, he, he, his story is done. He, he is seeing you. He's, he's known something something of your judgment lord that that story's done as you've written it lord but his his family's story is not done so lord let them not be written off and just shame and being outcasted lord be near even to them save them through this any who aren't father we we pray for our own children all of us on this on this little podcast who have kids who are growing up in a world where this almost seems normal and expected. Father, we pray that you would make this unnormal. Yeah. Not not natural to their minds in this sense. Lord, let them see the perversion. Let them see how twisted and crooked this generation is, Father. Father, we pray against any kind of triumphalism in the church that would just look at this and go hoorah-rah instead. That wouldn't that wouldn't pause to reflect to lament the horror of this. God, rob us of any of that. Rob us of any of that, Lord. In some, in some sense, the, ch- the churches in Sutherland must know you to a deeper degree because of this. Help us to know you to a deeper degree, Lord. You said if the world hated you, why would we expect any different, Lord? Oh, Lord, fix our expectations. As, as Trillia said, let us see that the present time is fleeting. 
That man is like a breath, like grass, like a lily of the field that blooms and fades, Lord. Help us as Moses prayed. Moses prayed this, Lord, that he would number his days. The, The years of our life are 70 or even by reason of strength, 80. And then they go. Well, Lord, give us wisdom to that end. Lord, lastly, I pray, I just pray for our wisdom, Lord. It almost sounds foolish praying that we would be wise with social media. But as you give us outlets, Lord, you know we're creative with our sin. You know that whatever gift you give us, that we just have a knack for perverting it. So as we, as we even look at something like social media, Lord, just make us wise with the things we say, how much we consume. Lord, just silence the trolls and silence the trolls yeah. even in our own hearts. Yeah. Goodness. Amen. Goodness, Lord. Let us not take pride lest we fall. But Lord, we pray, we pray for the church in Sutherland, Lord. Uh, we lament. We know that those are our brothers and sisters. It's not that we've lost our ethnic identities or anything, but it's that you've bought people from every ethnicity, Lord. That we're yours. We're family. And our, parts of our family are hurting, Lord. We ask you to be near them. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Matt, brother, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, as always. Uh, as always. Usually, I, this is where I say, you know, this is where you can find the guests on social media and stuff, but everyone knows where to find you, so there it is. And okay. Well, I don't, I don't know that I even like that. Yeah. I'd rather Yeah, that, that sounded yeah. a little creepy, didn't it? I don't, well, no, it doesn't. It's not creepy. It's just, yeah, I just, sometimes, like, my fantasy is, like, having 80 Twitter followers and no one caring Mm. What, what, mm. but, but then that's not, that's not what the Lord's got, is it? Yeah. So yeah, that's right. It's got to and play your gift, Matt. It's well, your gift. I appreciate so that, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. You and, yeah. you and several others think that, and then <laughs> plenty of others think don't. So can't, you got to take the good and the bad. So let's do it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, brother, keep faithfully uh, laboring. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Trill, for being here as always. It's a joy to uh, be praying with you, sister. Thank you to those who are listening. Uh, and praying along with us. You can follow us on Twitter at PrayPod. Uh, you can email us at PrayPod at gmail.com with any comments, suggestions. Uh, just one way to encourage us and help spread the word practically is to swing by iTunes and to rate and review us. Uh, and besides that, that's all we have. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, we pray that you're encouraged uh, and having hope in the midst of a dark world. Matt, thank you again, brother. All right. No, always love spending time with you guys. Be blessed. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Again, I want to encourage the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us, listening to the podcast, praying with us. It's always an encouragement to hear how the podcast has been an encouragement to you, and we pray that it is. Just a quick note on scheduling. We said at the beginning of this episode that we wanted to, we wanted this to be a special episode given, given the tragedy, and we wanted to have a timely response. We will, we'll, we're going to resume with our regularly scheduled episode next week. And from there, we'll be back on track to go every other week. So you can expect an episode, should the Lord tarry, every other Wednesday. Thank you again for joining us. I'm your host, Isaac Adams. Grace and peace.